What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Live Loud Life Podcast. My name is Antonio, your host of the Live Loud Life Podcast. Um, updates, not a lot of updates from our end. Um, when this airs, we'll get, we're going to be getting pretty dang close to having baby number four soon. Um, what are we... This will be the, ah, this will air like early February. We'll have about a month. Um, as I'm filming this, and the show's about 33 weeks pregnant, we're getting to real, film some more um, uh, content around being pregnant. So doing some exercises, some some recommendations, and or some cueing and some coaching around how to move and and whatnot when pregnant. So be on the lookout for some of those. If you're not already following her, most of her content's on Instagram, uh, which I'll put in show notes, but it's uh, Dr. Underscore Nichelle Gurley. I think I should know that. I apologize. It's just right there on hand. So I never really know what it is. Um, and then also just uh, a couple more just, you know, video style stuff talking about ins and outs. And uh, we haven't decided yet, but we're going to have, uh, we're going to have a videographer, for uh, sorry a photographer for birth and videographer so uh we'll see uh depending on how everything looks what what if anything we'll share out of that but also you know we do want to highlight because this is our this is a lot of our world and this is not what we're talking about today but as a side note is um uh just just ways that 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 we approach labor and delivery labor and delivery we have a, a partner's body work course talking about how you as a partner can get more involved in helping your pregnant partner with massage and body work to help them not only with their aches and pains, but also their um, also birth preparation. So I'll put the link in the show notes for that as well. It's a free, it's a free PDF with some videos that it's, that tells you what to do, right? It's, and I apologize when I say this, but it's not rocket science. It's, you know, it's, it's put your hands on them to communicate, talk, pressure, so on and so forth. But it, but it has tremendous uh, and profound effects for for um, for your pregnant partner. Now that being said, in a few weeks, come postpartum, Michelle's going to be getting back into working out and training and postpartum recovery, so on and so forth. And one of the big things that we consistently get from people who are wanting to start lifting weights, everyone's like, yeah, I know weightlifting's important, it's good, but I don't want to get bulky. But I want tone muscles, but I don't want to get bulky. But you know, like, like I want to have some definition, but I don't want to get bulky. And I don't think a lot of people realize what it actually takes to like actually get bulky. It takes a lot. So what we wanted to talk about, this is going to be a very, very short episode, but we just wanted to talk about a few of the things that would help you get bulky and or not bulky, depending on what your goals may be. Now, with anything, you have to do some form of resistance training. Resistance training simply means your muscle is loaded in doing some form of work. Now, if anyone has seen uh, some of those like street workout guys or calisthenic dudes, they are jacked. Uh, many of them are jacked as can be, and they just use their body weight, right? And yet they have a lot of definition and a lot of hypertrophy and a ton of strength depending on the goal and task. So when we're talking about these things, like most things, there's many roads to Rome. A lot of research has obviously been performed and done to kind of talk about 
the best strategies that would help, but there's a lot of factors that go into this. The person itself, recovery time, nutrition, so on and so forth. So the best thing to do is, depending on your goals, is work with the coach if you don't know what to do. Like if you're like, well, I want to, you know, I want to lift, but I don't want to get bulky and I'm not sure. Get a coach, right? They might, you might not have to do a whole program, but there's a lot of coaches out there who just do one of con- consultations and just spend an hour with you and kind of walk you through what needs to be done. And if you need some more help, they'll write the program for you, be accountable for you, so on and so forth. Um, but it's but it's showing like you can have mass and size and tone and definition in a number of different ways. And another thing to note is so much of this is also just body type dependent. Certain people, their muscles are just shaped a certain way, which gives them a certain amount of definition and look when they do get bigger. Uh, Certain people, they just naturally have a lower, excuse me, a lower body fat percentage just based on sheer genetics where other people have a slightly higher, you know what I mean? So again, many factors and different things to consider. But what we're going to break down here is just, I'm looking at my notes here, very briefly, uh, a, a kind of working table set. And again, this is from um, uh, taking some notes from a, a, a number of different resources, um, certified strength and conditioning manual, different online resources, different uh, research uh, articles that talk about uh, strength and hypertrophy, so on and so forth, and kind of just came down to like, what are all these saying and what are the rough ranges of like sets and reps and intensity, so on and so forth. So we're going to walk through that, okay? So when we're talking about strength and power, right? Strength and power, in order for you to get stronger, right? And, and interestingly enough, you don't always have to be bulky with this, but in order for you to get stronger, which a lot of that has to do with neural adaptation as well, is you have to be training at higher intensities. So you're going to be lifting closer to what might be your one rep max. Now, for those of you who are saying like, well, I don't know what my one rep max is. Well, what we're looking at here is one rep max is like an all out intensity, right? So let's say, for instance, you're doing a squat and we put a weight on and you were you you were only able to do one set. Well, that would be your one rep max, right? Now, you don't necessarily have to go out there and test it, but based on there's other there's other tables. Actually, I have this here. I have this old clipboard here. Look at this thing. It gives you an idea of what your um uh, what your what your one rep max might be based on, you know, maybe maybe being able to do a three rep max or a four rep max or something like that. So there's a number of different tables out there. This one's just actually on a clipboard, right? There's a number of different tables out there that you can just Google and look look at. Is if I was to lift this amount for this many reps, what would be my estimated one rep max? And then you can then implement that information into the program that you're doing, right? Because oftentimes these are based off of percentages of one rep max. Uh, more sophisticated programs are based on RPE scales, which is rate of perceived exertion, which takes into consideration how you feel that day. So let's say, for instance, you didn't have a good night of sleep or your diet's been off and thus you feel more fatigued and tired. It wouldn't make sense for you to be pushing yourself at that higher level because you might run the risk 
of injury and your zone of adaptation actually that perceived exertion seems higher than what it should be okay now that's that's kind of a separate conversation but when we're looking at strength training we are doing upwards of like 75 80 more to like 85 percent and higher of your one rep max and you're doing total work sets of three to five and rep ranges of one to three so um a few other people that we follow talk about not doing any more than 10 reps when you're talking about a strength set. So if I'm going to do back squats, I'm either going to do two sets of five, five sets of two, three sets of three, or you might even do like 10 sets of one or eight sets of one, right? So you're just doing singles because they're heavy. But they're, But again, the emphasis for strength and power is heavy, 80, 85% of your one RM, okay? Now, if we go down, functional strength and hypertrophy is what this category is called. You, people can argue that, whatever you want. I don't, I don't really care. Is We're looking at strength and hypertrophy, right? So, again, the whole term functional kind of gets thrown around a little, a, a little easy. But what we're looking at is working sets of, again, four to six. So this would kind of be, you know, people would argue you could do three with higher rep range. But we're looking at four to six sets with ranges of four to six, right? So you're seeing how things start to increase. So uh, if we're doing, if we're on the higher end of doing six sets of six, well, you know, do the math out on that, right? Uh, if you're doing four sets of six, if you're doing five sets of five, well, that's 25 reps, which is kind of right in the middle of this, which is which is a very common uh, functional and quote unquote functional training and hypertrophy type of rep scheme. Five sets of five is an awesome place to be. Now the the key here is you're using intensities of seventy five ish percent to eighty five percent, right? Some could even argue seventy up to eighty five. Again, this is nothing written in stone. There's there's care. There's some gray area, but indicating you are now decreasing your intensity in order to be able to perform more reps. Then as you're able to perform more reps, you're able to be under load longer, increasing time under tension not only increases strength but also hypertrophy. Okay, so a few, a few key points to take away on that. Now, general hypertrophy, this is where, again, you're going to see different things across the board. This is three to five sets, but seven to 10 uh, uh, reps. I've, I've seen programs and things out there where they're doing five plus sets and you're doing usually 10, 15 in or 20. But again, depending on what your your rep range is, there's a general hypertrophy, training intensity, 65 to 75% and argumentatively could even be lower. But a lot of times what you see for hypertrophy is you have to be doing a ton of reps at a at still a, a, a moderate weight, 60, 65, 70, 75%. Um, a lot of general hypertrophy, though, 75% on that higher end. They're dropping those weights down, still at a very challenging amount, though, but they're getting what we call like a pump. They are maxing out oftentimes that muscle to elicit a growth response, and that growth response is just, is just overloading it really, really well at a manageable level that allows you to just, again, accumulate a lot of reps. And then oftentimes on top of that, they'll do a drop set or a superset where then you're pumping out the muscle even more with the intention that you're then going to recover. You're gonna blast a muscle groove. That's why you're, this is where you often see like chest day, back day, leg day, um, uh, push day, press day, whatever that might be, because you're maxing out a certain body part or a region and then you're giving it multiple days of rest.
Okay, that's a key factor here where most of us were wanting to get strong tone and, 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 and not bulk. We're doing stuff every single day. If you were to take this approach, you wouldn't be able to do it. You'd be running the risk of injury and overloading within the first two weeks. You know what I mean? And 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 so we have to we have to look at this from what is again, what are we trying to elicit here and how do the sets and rep ranges break down based on the intensity that you're doing to actually elicit bulking. Now, one of the things we did not go into great detail here, but is you have to then supplement with nutrition, not supplementations itself, but supplement this program of lifting with nutrition. You have to fuel the muscles with the necessary building blocks, which is a lot of protein, in order to elicit muscle growth. Sometimes people will throw things on there such as BCAs and creatine to allow you to work out more, to elicit a greater growth response, so on and so forth. This is not a nutrition talk today though. But what we're indicating is most people are not eating enough protein as it is, let alone enough protein to elicit hypertrophy within the muscles, giving the muscle actually more protein to build upon. So the moral of the story is it is very unlikely. Now, some people have a body type where they just build muscle, but it is very unlikely that if you're doing just an orange theory or you're trying to get in two to three days of general lifting uh, with lightweight or high reps or even moderate weight, that you are going to bulk up. And if anything, you're going to get more out of that you want because by increasing the muscle mass, you actually have this more tone, quote unquote, or cut look without the bulk. So you're actually doing yourself a disservice by not even trying because even then, let's say, for instance, you did bulk up based on the stimulation that you're giving the muscles. The, for the majority of us, the moment you stop doing that, those your body wants to kind of homeostatically regulate to a point that is like, okay, well, I have enough muscle to do the activities that I want. I have enough body fat. This is kind of the body mass index that I have and the weight that I have based on the activities and the requirements that I'm giving you. You're going to start to lose that muscle if you're not stimulating it. You know what I mean? Um, uh, you'll see bodybuilders year down the road that are that are still fairly big because they've just done it for so many years. But even then, you see you see them you see them shrink down a little bit, right? And so you have to you have to keep stimulating that muscle growth or maintaining it if you want to do that. And again, most of us who are wanting to just get toned and fit and a little stronger, you are not going to bulk up. Again, it takes a very takes a specific body type, takes a very specific program, as we have already indicated. There's and this is when I say program, this is not programming. This is like a very, very rough estimate of just how certain things are laid out. If you want to get bigger, you have to take all these factors in consideration: rest, sleep, nutrition, recovery, how many sets and reps that you're doing in total load. Some people actually calculate out on the total week and then how that rolls over and carries over. You can see how 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 calculated this could be. So you're not going to get bulky, right? But you do need a lift still. Exercise recommended guidelines is at least two to three days a week where you're actually lifting some weight that makes you grunt a little bit. And there's seasons of life where you go through different phases. Like right now, I'm doing less actual resistance training with uh, kettlebells and barbells just based on a couple like little tweaks and aches and pains that I have. But I'm trying to break it back down into doing more calisthenic stuff. Now, with calisthenics, what's interesting is if let's say, for instance, you don't have weights, again, this all comes back down to math. Let's say, for instance, your body weight, and I'm just using a round number of 150 here, 
And let's say, for instance, you can't do a push-up with 150 pounds. Well, then you would incline that. You would do incline push-ups to reduce the amount of gravitational force that your body actually feels to allow you to do similar sets and reps based on your goals. If it's strength, again, you're only going to do three to five sets of one to three rep ranges. So if I'm going to get stronger within my chest to be able to do bench or, or a push-up, I'm going to be at a position that allows me to do no more than, well, might you could do more, but I'm going to be doing total sets of about 10 reps. So I might be at an incline push-up on a countertop, on a chair, on a bench, and I might do three sets of three, five sets of two, two sets of five, right? A couple times a week, right? And put that in, but again, put that into the whole program. So you're seeing how the the, the math is oftentimes the same. It's just then how do you make your body weight either lighter or heavier based on what's available for you? Right. So for instance, a bench press on that similar conversation is like, okay, well, I'm stronger than just what my body weight is doing standard bench press. Well, then you would elevate your feet or you do a decline push up. Right. Uh, you could add tempo, more time under tension, which would elicit a different, it's, it's taking your body weight, but like multiplying it because you're holding it for a longer period of time. So this gets, this, it, it doesn't have to get complicated, but it does have layers to it depending again on your goals. Now, for most of you who are listening, based on what we know our uh, based on what we know our audience is, is again, you're looking at, hey, I have some weights, I have my body weight, I want to do some lifting, I'm not quite sure what to do. Uh, that's when, again, I would encourage you either through us or somebody else, find a coach, get some programming done. But if you if, if, if all you took out of this was push, pull, hinge, squat, carry, there's Body weight with legs gets a little bit more complicated. Weights are helpful for that. And you take these sets and rep ranges and you start implementing this two, three, four times a week, you're going to see some positive results. Now, as we indicated in, uh, in the last episode talking about goals, is if you're not getting the results, well, you need to either change the math, change the techniques, change math sets and reps, change the technique, change what equipment you might have. And or to make your life easier is, you know, invest in a coach to help you out, okay? There is not a shortage of health and fitness and personal trainers out there. I guarantee you that. So I hope this was helpful because I know many people are kind of worried about, again, eh, I don't want to get bulky. Uh, I want tone. I want cut. I want stronger, right? Sometimes you don't get a choice on that. Just focus on more about function. How do you feel? How do you look to a certain degree? Is <laughs> That's always important, right? Um, but do I have less aches and pains? Do my joints and my body, does it operate the way that I want it to when I want it to? Like those are extremely uh, important and oftentimes more critical factors than worrying about a couple extra pounds of muscle mass or something here and there. So uh, keep lifting, keep training, keep running, keep playing, keep jumping, keep loving. Live loud, guys. Mm-hmm.